Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, powered by Kasoon Carr. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by two very special guests in the legal community, Nicola Rupert and Ollie Haddock, who amongst many other things, which we'll certainly be talking about in today's episode, are the current chair and vice chair of the wonderful London Young Lawyers Group. Welcome both. Thanks, Rob. Nice Hi, to Rob. you to have us. Thank you. Good. I guess I must start by asking the all-important question, as is this a legal podcast after all, on the scale of one to ten, ten being very real, how real do you rate the TV series Suits? <laughs> Ollie, coming to you first. Um, I actually have been watching it right now this minute, and when they brought Mike back, it made it. So, ten. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, no, the best bit was the little jibe about, I don't know if any of you heard this, about Megan. They asked how Rachel was doing and Mike said something like, better than you can possibly imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And Nicola, Ollie said he's not going to steal the mic all day. So come on, tell us you're out of 10. Yeah, 10. Absolutely the same. And I definitely... Rachel Zane made it for me, so I'm quite sad that she left. (laughs) Yeah, we heart her. Okay, but today we are going to be talking about being legally connected and the importance of networking in the legal sector. So I think it'll be quite good for our listeners to understand perhaps how we first met through our own networking approaches and kind of got our working relationship to this point before we dive in to talk a little bit more. So do you guys want to sort of share your stories on that? It's quite a funny story, actually. Um, we, we uh, as the London Young Lawyers, work with a lot of organisations and the best route in is when someone's messaged you. So I think Rob actually messaged me on LinkedIn um, and, you know, introduced himself and, and everything, all the great things he does. And my initial response is, um, that's great. Do you want to work with us on an event? <laughs> Uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, I think that's my fault. I always say um, we've got to keep up um, our amount of interested sponsors and we are lucky to have quite a few. But basically, if someone tries to sell to you, sell, <laughs> sell back that's to them. Right. You mean lawyers don't like to be sold to? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess taking a step back then, for those who are new to perhaps, tell us what it is and what it's all about. At a very simple level, it's uh, a network where like-minded lawyers and aspiring lawyers can come together and talk about what they do, just be amongst other people, um, doing similar jobs in the legal sphere. It's, I'd say it's a bit of an informal support network, um, because people might want to talk about work or they might not. It's just nice to get to know other lawyers, to find out about what they're doing. You might go on your own, you might go with colleagues, you know, it's a, it's a real mixed bag. Um, and then we host one event a month. So they could be educational like seminars or perhaps something that would matter to an individual like financial planning for the future. Mm. We host really relaxed social events where people can get to know each other properly. So we just try and give a really even mix of, yeah. of things for our members. And I think it, it, the idea is to appeal to a broad, broad range of members. So anything from LPC to seven years PQE is, is um, the official sort of line. Um, and so we run events that will help people out with training contracts. We'll do mm-hmm. seminars with, you know, various people. Um, and then anything up to a, a sort of in-house council seminars where we're learning about quite complex pieces of law. That's for the slightly more um, sort of advanced ones. So, and then everything 
in between. So to try and keep it broad. So if someone wants to, I guess, how do they hear about you guys? You know, obviously podcasts like these, great things to do, but you know, how would people hear about you? And, you know, if they want to be searching or thinking about improving their legal networks, how, how, how can they kind of hear about that? Well, a variety of ways. So I first found the group when I was doing my training contract on the Law Society's website. It had a section of, um, where it showed local groups. So that was under the London section. So I got in touch um, and asked about going to an event. So if people are actively searching that way, then that's quite good. But otherwise, we've tried to do a lot of work on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, word of mouth. A lot of people actually I, I do go to and say, how did you hear about this event? And they'll say my friend or my colleague told me. So we've been quite lucky yeah. in that respect that most people seem to actually know who we are. Absolutely. And, and in, as of late, our, our social media presence has grown. You know, well, you're smashing it, right? You're into the thousands now. It's grown sort of exponentially over the last few months we've got some fantastic ambassadors on board recently they um first and foremost they are um supporters promoting us on they are they've all got their own following they are producing brilliant sort of pieces themselves legally liana for instance is is great on if you're trying to get a training contract but they've all got their skill sets uh, which is helpful for us and frankly they are experts. These guys are doing Instagram every day. They know how the best stories look. They know how things work, which is more than Nicola and I do. And I think the rest of the country. So <laughs> it's really helpful to have them. They've got their own um, bases and, and they're helping us reach a new market, which is fantastic. Which is good, which is great. And if people actually want to be more involved and potentially join the committee, how do they go about doing that? Or how did you guys join the committee and get involved with it? I guess is probably a good point. Well, I would say the first thing is to actually be a member and come to the events and enjoy them and know that it's the right thing for you because I would be hesitant to take anyone on that just wants to jump straight into the committee because they might be doing it for the wrong reasons for the CV. Um, really, it's all it is, about... It's a big commitment. Yeah. It is, and you, you have to really enjoy it. It yeah. can't be just for the... But yeah. You think of some of the junior lawyers, even myself, when I was starting my professional career, it may not sound it today, but I was quite shy. And, you know, thought of going to an event. And I think, Nicola, you've got quite a cool story about your first event, which you can probably share with people listening in. And, you know, if people have got fears about these things or they're not sure or they haven't got anyone to go with. What's your advice to them? Just take a deep breath and put on a smile and go for it. I mean, that is what I told myself. Um, so yes, my first event, I was standing at the door and I felt fine on the way. And just as I was outside, I thought, oh no, no one's going to talk to me. I don't know how to do this. What am I doing? I was thinking about backing away and then somebody opened the door. <laughs> so, I had, so I had to go in. But everyone was so friendly. The committee was so lovely. And then I just sort of broke into a circle. Um, I think my, my dad's always said, just make sure, you know, you smile and you be polite. And then who's not going to want to talk to you? Everyone's in the same position. Yeah. I think that's really true to remember, like when you said breaking into a circle, there are different rules to networking events. And there are, if you're, you know, down the pub, you can break into a new circle, say, hi, I'm X, Y, Z, and it's fine. And, and then, and equally at the end of a conversation, um, 
if you're networking, you can say, great, thanks. Here's my card. Um, let's stay in touch. I'm going to, you know, work the room and it, it's allowed. So there aren't those awkward patches where you're sort of just trying to drag her out for a bit of conversation. You can just move on. And have you got any success stories of members who have joined, have kind of reported back some of the real benefits they've had or anything that's happened that, you know what, that's really great for people listening in saying, you know, what, I'm just really too nervous or I'm not sure about this. You know, is there any stories you can share that people have, have kind of gone on or got some real benefits? A really kind of basic level and good for the day job are people getting work referred to them um, because you're meeting solicitors or lawyers of different skill sets. So I think when you're actually networking one-on-one and you get to know someone, you think, actually, I do need to refer some work to someone, so I'd like to take you on board. Um, so that's definitely a success story in terms of... And jobs. I've, people have genuinely yeah. met uh, another lawyer got yeah. to know them um, and, and you know on a repeat basis and, and ended up working for different firms with them. Yeah, that's actually probably um, a few years ago when I wasn't sure what I wanted to do next career-wise and I've met quite a few in-house solicitors and yeah. I don't think I would have met them otherwise, but from going to events and talking to them, they all seem so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, I'm going, to, I'm going to explore this a little bit. Yeah. So, um, you've both been very modest. We'll talk about your wider initiatives as well, because as well as this, um, you do tons of other things. But I know, Ollie, particularly you're in private practice at the moment at Radcliffe's doing really, really, really doing great work there. And you've really had some successes through all of these things, particularly Lon- London Young Lawyers as well, actually bringing in work, right? So that's a great yeah, case study. All sorts of things. Um, it, it's bringing in work. It's, it's helping out with on the marketing side. So one of the big things now for a junior lawyer is not just, uh, you know, sat down with your nose to the grindstone. It's actually getting your name out there, trying to get the firm's name out there. Um, and that's something that I... But do you think that's harder? You know, if some people are maybe sitting in magic circle firms, maybe sitting in silver circle firms, US firms, you know, let's not shy from the fact that, you know, billables and chargeables and getting the job done. Do you think people, if they really are thinking about networking through their career, should be really thinking about which law firms to join that really kind of promote that? Or do you not think that's something to consider? I think certainly at the early stage, um, the, the, the industry is so difficult to break into that, yeah. let's be honest, people don't always have a choice. Um, you know, you've done something right if you've got a three or four to pick from for a training contract. So, but what a, a great partner at work and a lot of people have always told me and what I've tried to live by is if things at work um, aren't the way you want them to be, then don't have to look for another firm. You can maybe try and partners are open-minded to networking and marketing. Um, try and change it from within. Mm-hmm. Speak to people. The work, it's the 21st century. The, the, the changes to work-life balance and that sort of thing, even at the giants, um, there are conversations to be had, um, especially in terms of getting out to network events. Yeah. And for people managing the day job, because that's going to be a part and parcel. I mean, you guys, I don't know how you do it. You're just managing a million and one things operating what you do. How tough is it? And, you know, how t- you mentioned earlier about you need to be passionate and we're not just going to give people committee responsibilities. But, you know, if people really do have that passion and want to do it, you know, how, how do you manage it? And if people listening in, what tips and advice would you give them? It can't be, um, uh, uh, you know, something that you feel you have to do. Um, especially if you're going to get involved with a committee or anything like that. Um, but also you, you have to look at it realistically, your value to a private practice law firm as you start going up the ranks is not just your skills as a lawyer, because frankly, every lawyer in the city has got the grades and, and, yeah. you know, is smart, but your value is going to be your network. I'm not going to coin the awful phrase, but it, it literally is your network. <laughs> um, but so, you know, you've got to look long-term and you've got to think who's going to be instructing me years down the line. And that starts now. 
Well, the day job absolutely has to come first. And I love being a lawyer. So obviously I'll always put that first, but I definitely schedule in time in the evenings or on the weekends to actually do the tasks that need doing. So it's good because it adds to your time management skills. And also it actually feels like I'm running a business. That is great. Um, you get so many skills commercially. running, you know, we're trying to run a committee here. So we're getting management skills. We're trying to run events. So we're having organizational skills. We're trying to manage a very busy diary. So, some, you know, like Nick was saying, you've got all those skills that, um, I had to work. teach myself to use a website the other day. Okay. WordPress SEO will come to you, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying buzzwords. I don't know what any of those are. <laughs> I think it's good to draw on any skills that you might have. So I went to Swansea university, which um, was a great time, but it also equipped me for this role without me realizing it because I had some roles there. I was a student chair of the student staff consultative committee. I worked in the entertainments team. I worked on the pro bono committee. So I think you kind of forget that you'll do all these exciting things at uni and then you might think that that's that's part's done with but then when i got invited to join the committee i thought well, that's perfect i could i can actually use that's these skills on, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah and so you are gathering members at a pace at the moment that's that's fair to say you know every event i've been to have been amazing we'll talk about some of the events and some of the sort of high profile ones we've had recently but what is in store for sort of you know people wanting to join um you guys in 2020 what what's sort of on the menu and what what's going to get people excited well i think we do have actually a good balance like i said of our you know, our seminars to keep your knowledge going. And actually this sounds a bit sad, but I think sometimes the perfect weeknight out (laughs) is going to learn, um, about some new piece of law and then, and then mingle with people afterwards and, you know, make, make new connections. So I, I think we'll always keep our core events like that. Um, we'll probably have our usual boat party but oh tell us about that <laughs> so that's every, that's every summer I've even yeah. I've even bumped into people in just at random non-lawyer events that have said oh yeah you're the people that do that great boat party <laughs> and, and the thing was it's a lot of work and yeah. it involves trying to find a lot of funding and a lot of you know you're literally on a boat so it's quite difficult we're trying to get everything sorted um but we we didn't do it one year and we had so much feedback. We were like, where is it? Where is what, it? Why, yeah. why are you there? So we had to. We had to yeah, put it on again. So that's, that's, that's back on the menu. Um, we like to think that most things always go well at our events, but um, it went slightly wrong a few years ago when um, for no, we were touring. Uh, so we, we usually go east and west um, or west and east. So we were had gone west to around Chelsea yeah. and suddenly the boat pulled in to um, the and embankment. And they didn't say anything. And no one had mentioned why. And everyone thought there's a problem with the boat. What's going on? <laughs> there were whispers. And then obviously running the event, you're thinking, great, everyone's talking and worried. We don't yeah, know what's yeah. going on. Went and had a word with the uh, staff, and it turned out that the caterers had forgotten to buy the salad for the barbecue dinner. So someone had nipped up the road to the local Tesco <laughs> <laughs> and then came running back down and started hurling and bags of with, with the ice And here we are. People have paid good money to come to a boat party, and they're watching people throw their Throwing responsibly. So, yes. But it all worked out in the end. I think that's the only thing that's great salads. <laughs> you need a salad right you've got to balance the diet but i think we'd also like to enhance what we're doing 
sort of health and wellness as well? Yeah, it's been a big push of ours. Um, we both know and work with uh, Kaylee Looney very closely. She is the mastermind behind the recent survey uh, that's been released, um, supported by the Law Society. The, the, the figures and statistics on that were terrifying. So it's a big push for the OILG um, to support wellness programs and that sort of thing. Um, pro bono, we've actually got a pro bono event coming up. Do you want to talk Sixth, about that one? Tell us about that. 6th of November. So that's a collaboration um, with, this is quite funny actually, it's typical me. I said, this is the last event that I'm doing, Supreme Court. And then I think the same day, as in that, I, that, I, that I'm running. And then, the, and then later on that day, I said, okay, so now we're doing a pro bono event on the 6th of November. Um, someone from Advocate got in touch. We're teaming up with Middle Temple, Young Browsers Association and the London Solicitors Litigation Association. Yeah. Um, and we're putting together a panel of people that have achieved some really great things in the world of pro bono. Um, solicitors and barristers that are not only very successful in their day jobs, but they're managing to do this excellent work on top. So we're going to hear about how they not only fit it in around work, but how it's actually enhanced um, what they're doing. So that's that's coming up next. And yeah, that's that's proven popular already. We've also got to give a shout out to the, uh, sorry, the uh, mentoring scheme yeah. that we're about to start. If you're listening, if you're either, if you have a, tra- a training contract or if you don't, keep an eye out because I think there'll be two posts coming up. Um, and we want to get in touch with both sets so that we can have a good pool of mentors and they can hopefully um, just assist people with, you know, the, the dire questions that they have to go through, interview techniques, all that sort of thing. And just as a sort of shoulder to, to lean on, if nothing else. Yeah. And you touched on it before, but the Supreme Court, I mean, we we had an honour, obviously, as Kasun Carr being part of that, but it was very much your guys' gig. And I think that's just such a prestigious event. So telling people about some of the other things in that particular event. Do you want to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, that's definitely the favourite. And I'm sure it will remain that for me. Uh, We... Just did, did Boris Johnson's news the week or two before help? It was a sellout, right? You sold out. You sold out. <laughs> I mean, there's Glastonbury tickets and there's a Supreme Court event, you know, which went first. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's just such a, it's such a you know beautiful place. And it's a place that you kind of dream of one day working in perhaps, or, you know, um, at least bring a case there. So take your note behind a really good barrister there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so I just thought, actually, it would be so nice to marry up, you know, having a tour of the building, getting yeah. to explore the different courts, um, the library. Very exciting. You, you usually can't go in there because it's only for justices. I did find that amazing how we all got very excited when they say, now we're going to see the library. <laughs> but it was amazing. Was really exciting. There was one table with no plugs and just surrounded by books. I'm, none of the justices actually sit in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not buying it you're not buying it no. I saw one in there when I went to have a look around and we felt a bit naughty <laughs> um, so yeah we thought that'd be good and then let's also couple that up with some really good networking um, and, and it just it gave it such a lovely feel that I saw so many people making friends or people, it was amazing the, the yeah. feedback from that is the best we've had honestly from any of the events that I've certainly been involved in and I think it's important to point out as well as a lawyer particularly as aspirational it's okay to have fun. Yes, this is about kind of, you know, going out there, improving your craft, learning how to network, but you know, it's okay to have fun and socialize with lawyers. And it's just not all about sort of developing. And I think you guys offer a real good balance from what I've seen in terms of the two. For sure. And I think you have to keep your 
energy up and your excitement for the profession going. So even though we hope to get most of this from what we're actually doing day to day, you know, sometimes you need to go wider, which is what we try and achieve. And you just keep keep up your passion for your job and for being a solicitor um, by going to events and networking. Sometimes, sometimes you need that pick me up and to remind yourself, actually, I do really love being a solicitor. And I honestly, I like, walking around like that building long. and going on the tours, you just look around and you think, I'm actually part of this. And that's yeah. quite yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely an iconic event. There's no doubt about that. I guess moving on to other things that are creeping in with technology, AI, and, you know, there's the term now legal influencers um, that is becoming a, a more of a thing, shall we say. Um, you know, societies such as yours, you know, is, is that a platform that can help people if they want to be putting in sort of positive content? I mean, there's a few people that are absolutely smashing it at the moment, as we know. Um, but yeah, what's your view on that? And do you think you're kind of society can help people if they want to do that as well it's i think there's just such a thirst for knowledge out there um and i think the the influences certainly that i've seen that are, are doing better than others there's that they're, they're in that niche of trying to break into this industry is so difficult and at the start you are just clamoring for anything you can find that's going to help that's going to give you a leg up um and isn't it great because i think the difference perhaps between legal influences and, and in other industries is I don't, as far as I'm aware, know that the legal influencers are gaining anything from it. They literally are just giving back. And mm. we've all just been through this process of getting a training contract not too long ago. And we remember how awful it is. And a lot of us want to just help, help other people through that. Yeah. I think you definitely feel so much gratitude in actually qualifying because mm. the statistics are so scary about the amount of people that should be eligible to get a training contract and those that actually get it. So that, that gratitude, I suppose that feeds into what we're doing, but definitely the content that I'm seeing people produce to help others with training contracts is great. I actually wish it had been around <laughs> for Absolutely. me. I mean, Nicola, you're now trending on LinkedIn, right? They're writing to you exclusively off the back of this. So you're, you're in this bracket. So you're downplaying this. But just so, because, you know, I, I am in awe of both of you because I think you're doing such great work for the sort of LYLG, um, but you do do lots of other things as well as a day job. So I guess, are there other things you'd like to sort of talk about or share that you've got in the pipeline or you're involved in that might be helping the legal community listening in or telling them how they can get involved with other stuff? Um, well, certainly, so a, a few years ago, I um, just saw there was, we, one of the challenges that we have is holding on to our members beyond two or three years PQE. As I said before, our, our bracket goes all the way up to seven, yeah. but I just felt that when people got to the two or three year mark, they wanted to be networking with other professions. Um, and there are lots of other industry bodies, much like us, out there in London, um, and none of us were talking. None of us would, were, were communicating with each other. I think we had one event over the entire like three or four years with with Rick's Matrix, and that seemed crazy. Um, and so about two years ago, I reached out to quite a few of these other organizations. I won't list them all now. We've got eight member organizations, uh, and we created what's known as the London Young Professionals Network. And it's a network of networks. It's others like us operating in London that just want to offer more opportunities for cross-industry networking. In the pipeline at the moment, I'm doing a bit of research and thinking a lot about social mobility. So um, there's something that I'm working on, but I think it will take quite a bit of time. So that's that's definitely a topic that needs needs uh, more attention. 
Yeah, for sure. And just on the topic of fun, you know, you guys are having lots of committee meetings. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there's an, an ongoing joke that you guys, you know, see a lot of each other. But, you know, who has some of the annoying habits on the committee? How do you get through those meetings? Give us a bit of an inside inside lens on what that looks like. Well, the toughest bit is is usually us two squabbling about <laughs> what is going to be best and what isn't. You are like the legal married couple, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We try and hide that from our children. Yeah. I mean, committee members. <laughs> also, I mean, honestly, we're sat there and it's like 12 o'clock we're trying to or should, should be trying to sleep yeah. and it's oh have you got the name badges ready or have, and like oh I've got the name badges <laughs> and it's awful but and then we'll pick it up at 7am yeah. yeah. have you still got the name badge no I haven't <laughs> That's quite funny name. You need name badges. <laughs> so what challenge, you know, when you're having these meetings, you've talked a little bit about sponsorship. I don't think you're going to struggle for that now because I definitely think the brand's out there. You're doing some crazy cool uh, events and have done and the Supreme Court's only going to lift you further. Um, but yeah, what are some of the challenges you think you're going to be facing into the new year and, and where people could potentially help you? I think we just always want to make sure that we're pitching our events correctly that we've actually we're actually continuing to do things that will interest people and people want to come to I remember the first committee meeting I went to um back in 2014 it wasn't um, particularly good actually because there had been an event that had been pulled um, because of a low sign up rate so I kind of since then thought okay I need to make sure this never happens so I really try and make sure that an event sells out actually or, or beyond because and it's amazing now we have our, the issues the other way around we have people messaging us on the day before trying to go saying, on the waiting is list. there any chance I can get in and it's, it's a no that's great but in terms of like just general practical costings you know people coming out particularly aspirational lawyers um, you know they're in a lot of, lot of debt right so even, you know, how fairly priced are your sort of events? You know, what does membership look like? What are the rough costings? Because, you know, when people start out, you know, they want to have access to these things, but are you fairly priced? Um, well, membership's £20 a year. And yes. Okay. <laughs> we, you can make that back within two or three events. Yes. So um, a lot of the events are free for members or say they'll at least be discounted. So you could definitely go to four free events, I think, a year and make, yeah. and make that back. So for the boat party, I think you can save about £15 on your ticket between the members and non-members tickets. So, you know, just that alone. You can almost make your money back. And we try, we try so hard um, to subsidise things. And that's why we rely on sponsors to keep things going because we do want to attract as many people as possible. We definitely don't want price to be a barrier for anyone. Yeah. No, I agree with that. This boat party, I'm definitely coming next year. It sounds like... <laughs> You're on the guest list. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, and what about um, in terms of sort of looking forward to people wanting to get involved and then coming along to these things? What do you think would make them a better lawyer or what do you think they can take to their firms that you've seen from people who have been members over the years that, that's really kind of added value to their firms? Because I know we've kind of touched on a few of these points, but people actually thinking about this, um, if I'm going to dedicate time to the society and be involved in it, I need to kind of showcase to my firm that I can really bring value. We've talked about business bringing in, but is there anything you think that the society can really help people to become a better lawyer that will be valuable for them and their current firms? I think it helps your confidence generally. Uh, it helps you in talking to a lot of different people you will get invited to seminars that are free um where you can you know learn a, a commercial updates for example 
I think it's something I touched on before, but networking, whether you like it or not, is an absolute must now. Um, whether that's internal networking or external networking to get the best seats as a trainee, you've got to internally network to get the NQ role. You've got to internally network to get, you know, to start pushing up and get to wherever you want to get to. You've got to internally network those skills. They're going to help you in the day job. But also, as I was saying before, you've got to build up your your outside professional network as well. It's it's a must. Yeah, you can definitely get too comfortable um, within your workplace. So I think it's really important. And, it, and it's such a friendly, relaxed way to ease yourself into it, actually. So I think it's definitely a good, a good platform to then go on to. But what if people don't like networking? You know, some people just generally are quite, you know, they want to be buried into the docks, quite happy getting on with the day job, drafting away, doing what they're doing and go home. And, you know, how do we prize those people out, give them confidence to do it? Because I know we're probably quite natural extroverts and happy to do that, but that's not everyone in the legal profession. So what advice or tips would you give to those people? I think that term's quite scary. And I think that term makes you think that you should be getting something out of it. I would say that you shouldn't actually have an agenda. I think you should just go to things and enjoy them for what they are and aim to have a good conversation with other intelligent people. I think if you go with a fixed agenda or you think I need to come back with this many cards, I need to win this business, that's completely the wrong approach. So I think if, if you go, if you just treat it as I'm meeting some lovely people and I'm going to have a nice evening or a nice afternoon, then you know, later on, naturally things will happen really unexpectedly. I think I've always said it's it's a skill set and it's like many other things, you can develop those skills over time. So to say, I'm not an extrovert, I'm not good at networking, I, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Start um, as early as you can, come along, bring some friends, uh, leave early, whatever you need to do, but just start coming along. Um, and, and as I say, build those skills, build those skills. It takes a while, but it, uh, it, it, it will happen. Uh, definitely for our events, I will always say, please look out for anyone on their own. And I tried to do that. So the other day, even when I was rush, I was rushing around trying to do lots of things at the Supreme Court. And then I spotted someone that so, <laughs> <laughs> tall stickers actually. <laughs> and I spotted someone on their own and I thought, oh I want to, I really want to speak to her. So I did briefly. Then I spotted um a friend. So I, I thought actually can I just pair you up and get you talking yeah, yeah. because you know you just don't want to be on your own so de- definitely with ours um we try and do that and I, i'd say if, if you do get over that hurdle and wh- wherever you go um to an event i think you should try and keep an eye out um for someone that's on their own and try and bring them in and remember Absolutely. that you were that person yeah and at our events look out for a committee member yeah that's that's one of the reasons we're there yeah. Yeah. And I think you guys are just killing it on social media as well. So for people who are new to this, it's worth just sort of mentioning what your Instagram is so people can follow you and all of that good stuff. We'll probably share some links on the podcast as well, but what's your official Instagram? Um, at, it's my full name, boring. <laughs> um, Nicola Elizabeth Rubert, all as one word. Uh, at Ollie BSH, BSH. Um, and yeah, at London Young Lawyers. And then we're on Twitter. LinkedIn is, we're updating all the time. That's a really good one. Uh, you can join the mailing list. I think if you just go to our website and scroll down to the bottom of the main page, it, you, you can just type your um, email address in. We promise we don't spam. You, pr- you pretty much get one email a month for that month's event. Um, and then if you sign up to remember, I think you get added automatically yeah. to mailing list. And we've got um, Twitter um, at underscore L-Y-L-G, where we're um, posting quite a bit now. Facebook, we're everywhere. 
<laughs> Expect nothing less. Even podcasts now. Um, okay. And just for anyone sort of, as, as we sort of wrap up, I think there's been lots of kind of interesting kind of content there that guys thinking about getting involved in societies, trying to improve their networks. What advice would you give to a younger version of you sort of thinking, you know, going through your legal career in terms of being networking? What, what sort of sort of the top three tips you would give to people thinking about this? Ollie, because you do um, a yeah, million and one see, things coming to you yeah. first. Yourself, not just as a lawyer, but as a business, you've got to think of yourself not just doing the law these days. It's, yeah. not, it's not enough. Yeah. Okay. Nicola, what would you say? You know, why should people bother? Because some people are setting at this, you know, I'm just a really good executor of the law. I'm technically brilliant. I'm going to go through my career and I'm just going to be absolutely fantastic. This isn't important to me. Well, actually, we're saying it's fundamentally important. You know, we're servicing clients. It's a relationships game. You need to be able to improve your networks. So how do we say to these people, look, this is actually as equally as important as you being technically very good at your job? Yeah, well, it's important to keep up with the profession generally and with changes in the law. Um, maybe you could just be reading that all the time, but it's so much nicer to actually hear other people's opinions and have full discussions about it. And it just gets you outside of, um, you know, always reading or being at your desk. You know, it's, 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 it's a nice change of scenery and productive at the same time. And as I said, networking is, itself just... Just try and just try and enjoy it. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, we are human. We've talked a lot about work, societies, and everything else. But you know, what's going on in your sort of personal lives that you're trying to get on track? Personally, I'm trying to get myself fit, so I'm trying to get myself going to the gym two or three times a week. At the moment, I'm at one, which is progress from none. Uh, but yeah, is there anything you guys personally are trying to work on that you're kind of fitting it all in just to show we can be humans at the same time? Um, so do lots of fitness and outdoorsy stuff is really important to me. Um, my fa- my favorite probably is. Um, um, paddle boarding so I try and do quite a lot of that when I can and hopefully I'll escape in a few weeks to do a bit do you more just fall off a lot of the time I've tried that and I'm hopeless have you got really good balance um, I think Pilates helps yeah that's, 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 what, that's what you need to do that's what I'm missing out on <laughs> do you know what I think even even when I was in Portugal and saying, Ollie, I can't talk to you right now. I'm going paddleboarding. He was still trying to ask me questions. She was on a wellness retreat. And I was like, yeah, but have we got the name badges? <laughs> <laughs> got to get those name badges, guys. If all you take from today is make sure you have name badges. If you're running an event, that'll be good. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I think there's lots of extra content there that people can listen into. Um, I'm sure this isn't the first or the last time we'll be seeing the end of you. So thanks so much. And uh, yeah, over and out. Thank you. So, uh, great fun. Thank you for having us.